This is Gemara and Beis Adaf Lamed Hey, of learning for this month as we wind down the month of Tishrei, has been generously sponsored as Chos for Shleim of Shleim Ben Yuta Mir Tzeshem. The learning of the entire Chabura should be a tremendous Chos for his Rufu Shleim as well as as Choshid of Yisrochaim the very Shemirim Bas Yisro Gitol Shendel as Bas Shanamaki Liyamurcha Bas Tabu Shendel as Gitol Bas Tabu Shendel. And as Chos for Shleim of Shmuel Yosef Ben Hinyafrei the Men of Rebengel Chaim Besar Shamsim Reis Azar Bas Kanandel to Bas Yim Bas Chayisay Yisro Bemindel Eliyazer Peretz of Shalei Shom Bas Nami Bas Shafig Shir Chanish Mo Bantil Dino Bas Hanarizim Bas Chayis Mina Adi Neina Bas Shin Mindel Zvi Bevegi Varnech. We're holding on the top of Lamid Hay. We're just going to review the last turrets on the bottom of Lamid Dalit of Midbeis. Mirtashem, this is the home stretch, the last few daf of this fabulous Mesechtas of Abeya. And for those who inquired, next month's sponsorship is available, which actually really is an entire Mesechta. We'll be beginning Rosh Hashanah a few days after Rosh Chedesh. Next, I think, is Monday or Tuesday. And uh, Mirtashem, Rosh Hashanah actually will be finished right into Kislev. I think it's Vav Kislev or so. So anyone who would like to uh, grab that schos, please be in touch. So we finish on the bottom of Lamedalot and Bays. The Gemara over there said an interesting tarot. I, I fumbled a little bit explaining it. I want to just hone in for one more moment. The last line, the Gemara said that the Chiddush of the Mishnah is, Shem Avar Mitukan. That if you were either and you separated the appropriate Shumas and Maishas on Shabbos, it is Mitukan. So basically what's going on over here is, we learned in the Mishnah, it's about Erev Shabbos of Shemitah. We pointed out that Shemitah is unique. Why? And everyone in Eretz Yisrael is right now experiencing this, is that there's no Shumas and Maishas during Shemitah. There's just Kedusha Shviyas. There's no Shumas and that's detail number one. Detail number two is, of course, you're not allowed to think of Chumas and Maestris on Shabbos. But the Gemara points out that the reason the Mishnah said the precise wording that Lichat Chilo, you should not stand on Erev Shabbos and designate produce for Shabbos usage, and it said Lichat Chilo, and it said Year Shemitah, two details, to teach me if it's a non Shemitah year as well, you should only not do this Lichat Chilo. But Bidiyavet, if you did it, if you went and you took off Chumas and Maestris in a non Shemitah year like like you would have to. Excuse me. If you did it, it would work. And that's brought out by the fact that the Mishnah says on this Erev Shabbos of Shemitah, you should not stand there and designate the produce, which shows us that we're discussing that it is not going to be a muksa issue. And therefore, if you went and took off the appropriate Chumas and Maestris, will you be able to eat that produce? Yes. Why are you letting that produce? It should be muksa. The mere fact you can't eat it, it's muksa because it's not ready for Shabbos. That's the Chiddush of the Mishnah. The Chiddush of the Mishnah is that it's not going to be muksa, that it's a muchan, that at some level it is prepared for Shabbos usage. And if you were either, of course you're not allowed to be. But if you went and took off Chumas and Maestris, it's going to work. So says the Gemara, continues the Gemara, on today's daf on the top of Lamed Heom and Aleph, Asks the Gemara, I should say, How can you tell me that if you took off Chumas and Maestris, you're allowed to eat it? That it's not Moksa. But we know that the rule is, Maestra, if you have any extra, then you're allowed to put it back, you're allowed to return it. And therefore, what? We know that Rav Liazer himself, who was the town of our Mishnah, that whenever the excess goes back, then the Allah is that it's not a Kvias, there's no obligation to take off Meisters. Where do we see this? The Tanan, as we learned in a Mishnah, again, so we're proving right now that the Mishnah cannot be discussing such a case that you could think of the Chumas and Meisters, and thereby it's not Moksa, because any time the surplus could be returned, the Halacha is, it's not considered a complete entity. If it's not a complete entity, it's not a finished product, you are not obligated in Chumas and Meisters yet. The Tanan, as we learned in a Mishnah, if someone takes olives from the olive of that, Taivel, Achas, 
achas b'melach. You let it dip the olives one at a time and eat them in salt. Of course, this is the halach we mentioned many times, and you're allowed to eat a chuma, you're allowed to eat produce, even without taking of chumas amaisers in a derech arai, in, an, in a haphazard, haphazard fashion, not a real seuda, not a meal, just you're gnashing on it. So you're allowed to eat one at a time, ba'aychel. Vim tava, v'nas, and lafan of asara, let's say you dip ten of them, and then you have ten olives in front of you. Now you have a kvias. What's the halacha? Chayif. Very simple. You have to think of chumas amaisers, because now you have a kvias. Whenever you're kaveya, whenever you set yourself, you create a meal. The creation of the seuda says you have an obligation that the produce is considered complete. Nigmar, it's done. And now you have to think of chumas and maestras. But says Rabbi Yezra Aymer, whose opinion we're looking for, Mer ha-ma'at on tar chayif. Mer ha-ma'at on Potter. Says Rabbi Yezra, if the vat he took from his tar, then you're chayif. Then it's true. I agree with you. You have to take off the chumas and maestras. But if the vat is Tameh, then you're potter. Well, what sheikh is if the vat is tar or tameh that determines whether you think of a chumas and maestras, how does that make any sense? Explains the Gemara, you know why? Because you can return the excess. If the vat is tameh and you are tameh, as the Gemara is about to explain that you, the person eating, is tameh. So if the vat is tameh and you took out some olives, you're allowed to return them. So says the Gemara, since you're allowed to return the excess, even if you took out 10 olives, there would not be an obligation. Why would there not be an obligation? Why would there not be an obligation? This is the opinion of Rabbi Yezer. That any time you can return the excess, there is no obligation. It's not called the Kavias, and you do not have to take off Chumas and Maisers. Now the Gemara explains, We pondered, Maishna, Reisha, Maishna, Sefer. We're going to bring out the point that I just spoke out. What's the difference to the Reisha and the Sefer with regards to this obligation? Why is Tar and Tameh require you? If the Vat is Tar and you're Tameh, you can't return the access. Can't return the access. It's considered a kvias. The item is complete. You have to take of chumas and maestras. Seifa b'ma'atan tamei v'gavro tamei demotzi mahadrelei. They're able to return it. And therefore, what do we see? Anytime you can return the access, there's no obligation to take of chumas and maestras. So now, the larger picture, the Gemara has a cash. Why do we say in our Mishnah that it's talking about a case of L'Chathchila, Erev Shabbos, of Shemitah, that you could stand there and designate these produce, which implies, as the Gemara on the bottom of Ahmed Bey's taught us, that if it's a non-Shemitah year and you were over and you took off Chumas and Maestris, that what? You're allowed to eat it. How could that be? There's no obligation yet because we're going with the opinion of Rav Yezer, our Mishnah, who holds that the Maestris, Chayzer, that anytime there's an excess, you're allowed to return it. So there's no obligation at all. Answers the Gemara, Masnisa Nami Bamuksa Tar Vigavra Tamait Lomatimadele says the Gemara is no Kasha. What's the case of the Mishnah? The case of the Mishnah that the food, the Muksa food is tar. You, the person, are Tame, so you can't return it. Your whole question was, Rabbi Yazar holds that you can return the excess, so there's no obligation to give Chumsa Maisris. I'll tell you a simple answer. The answer is you're Tame, the food's tar, so you can't return the items to the other fruit because it's making it everything else Tame. Ask the Gemara one second. What are you talking about? The Mishnah says that the items are considered returned, even without returning them. Meaning, <clears throat> excuse me, meaning in the Mishnah's case, we're not talking about you actually have to put the fruit back. Because this whole case of the Mishnah is that you're just designating the fruit, you're not actually eating it, you're not actually touching it. So says the Gemara. It's considered return even without touching it. So what's the problem if your tummy and the fruit is tar? Therefore, says the Gemara, the Gemara concludes at the moment we do not have pshat in the Mishnah. And therefore, that which Marzutra said originally has to be the right pshat. That what? That the fruit which is usurp 
is the reason because Shabbos is Kaveya, which is again the larger picture which we discussed in the bottom of yesterday's Amun, and we're falling back in that tarot just to remind everyone, Marzucha taught us, Vikaras ala Shabbos Oineg, that any eating on Shabbos is implicitly and automatically considered a Kaveyas, and therefore that creates the obligation. We fell off of that by trying to show that no, the reason is you designated the produce. We're showing now you can't be the case, and therefore we're back to our original terrace. What is our original terrace that the case is discussing? That Shabbos itself is the Kvias. But Elo Amar Rav Simi Barashi, the Gemara now asks again, Amar Zucha, Rav Eliezer Kamrit, you tell me that Rav Eliezer agrees with this idea that Shabbos is Kaveya for, for Chumas and Maestras, that the eating on Shabbos, whether it's a haphazard, whether it's a nash, whether it's anything, automatically creates a Chiv. Rav Eliezer doesn't agree with that. Rav Eliezer holds that separating Chuma it creates the obligation. The Koshikain Shabbos, and certainly Shabbos, and therefore, but that's only Revelyazer. But the Chachamim who argue on Revelyazer might also disagree. So, how do you say that the Mishnah talked about this day? And maybe the Chachamim disagree. And therefore, says the Gemara, the Tanan, as we see in a Mishnah, and if you have fruit that you took off Chuma before they're complete, Revelyazer, Asr Lacham, and Marai. As it says, you can't eat anymore because you took off truma. The chachamim atirim, whereas the chachamim still allow you to eat them because the chachamim do not. Excuse me, the chacham do not allow, do not require. The, excuse me, the chachamim do not say that the thing of Chuma makes it a complete entity, and therefore says the Gemara, it could be the same thing that the chachamim might hold that Shabbos as well is not koyveya. And therefore, we're left at the moment that not necessarily is this explanation of Marzucha correct. But Tashima Miseifa says the Gemara, one second, let's go to the end of the Mishnah. What the end of the Mishnah says? Until you designate, you make a mark, and you say, Mikan Vad Khan, that I'm eating from here until there. Explains the Gemara. Time of Erev Shabbos Shviyis Labari Surihu. What was the case? Erev Shabbos of Shemitah, which you do not have to take of my sir. What's the obvious implication of a Shabbos on every other year, not Shemitah? The Bnei Yisurin, you have to take of my sir. Asurim. It would not work what we said in the Mishnah. My time. Oh, why would what we said in the Mishnah not work according to the Chachamim? La Mishon. This Shabbos cover. Seemingly, the clear reading of the Mishnah is that Shabbos is Kaveya. And therefore, even though in the case of our Mishnah where the items are not complete, therefore Shabbos is the Kaviyas. Again, we're back to what Shrem Nachman said. Answers the Gemara, Lai, Shiny Hasan, the Kimadamri, Kanva, Kanani, Oichalamachar, Kavli. And of course, this should sound repetitive. This is the exact same Shakalvataria, basically, as we had yesterday. We're just going from a different angle. We're coming from the Seifa of the Mishnah now. The Rayo is from the Seifa of the Chachamim. And now we're going to have the same discussion. Says the Gemara, no, maybe it has nothing to do with Shabbos. It's the fact that you designated. He says the Gemara, Mayri Shabbos, Avila Bukhal Nami. So why is the case of the Mishnah, Erev Shabbos, even during the week as well? Kamashlan, the Chadashes, the the exact same terrorist that we started off with today at the bottom of the Amid. No, it's teaching us a Chiddush that if you did it, it would work. And that is how the Gemara, again, disproves that point. And that's really the end of uh, this discussion for a moment. And we now are at a point that um, even if... Well, actually, let's read it and we'll explain. Verimini asks the Gemara, 
Ask the Gemara again. We just said the same point we started with today. It's almost one big circle the last 10 minutes. We just said that the whole case of the Mishnah is that of Shabbos, the of Shemitah, to teach me that Bidi Evid, any other year, it would work. Why would it work? The reason must be that the fruit is not moksa, that if you took off Chumas and Meisters, it's going to work. For a mini, ask the Gemara, if you're eating the grapes, you're eating in the garden, excuse me, you're eating a cluster of grapes and you walk inside as you're gnashing in your grapes from the courtyard into the courtyard. Rabbi Lezer says, you let it finish. Again, you're holding a cluster of grapes, which you're eating out in the field. And as you're eating them, you walk inside to your own private courtyard. So Rabbi Lezer says, continue eating. Rabbi Shu says, no, you have to stop. Case number one. Case number two. Again, why does Yeshua say you have to stop? Because no longer is this considered a nash. Because now you're in your courtyard. It's a meal. And therefore you have to think of Chumas and Maesers. Chashcha, Beleli Shabbos. Let's say as you're eating, you're eating the grapes on a Friday. And all of a sudden, uh-oh, it's, it's Shkia, Shabbos. Rav Yezer again says, Yigmar, no problem. You could eat. Yeshua, Amar, lo Yigmar. Yeshua says, you can eat. So what do we see? Rav Yezer allowed you to complete eating. So obviously Rav Yezer does not hold that Shabbos is Kaveya. Because if Rav Yezer held that Shabbos Shabbos is Kaveya for Chumas and Maestras, he wouldn't let you to complete eating. Because the moment Shabbos begins, it's an eating on Shabbos, an eating of Shabbos. The eating of Shabbos is an implicit Kaveyas, and every Shabbos think of Chumas and Maestras. So ask the Gemara, you just finished telling me that Rabbi Yezir is going to hold that the Kaveyas of Shabbos, we see clearly in a Mishnah, not that way. Answers the Gemara, The reason over there is that Ramnasan explains, not like Rabbi Yezir says, Yigmar B'chat, Yigmar, Bechatzer, Yigmar, Eloyite, Chotzlechatzer, Yigmar. Ramnasen explained, what's the first case of the Mishnah? You came inside in your courtyard. It says Ramnasen. It doesn't mean sit right there in your courtyard and eat. It means if you take those grapes back outside, then you can finish eating them. Says that similarly, the Loikisham Rabblaz Yigmar, Bishabis Yigmar, doesn't mean to finish eating on Shabbos. Of course not. Because Shabbos, Ainek, eating on Shabbos automatically is required that it is a Kvias and you have to get Shums and Mice. So what does the Mishnah mean? It means It means you have to wait to Matzai Shabbos, and therefore Rabbi Yezer could agree the eating on Shabbos is Kavias, but not Matzai Shabbos. Just to point out something fascinating that comes out is that this fruit, this cluster of grapes, let's see what happened to it. You're eating it outside. It's 2 o'clock Friday afternoon. All of a sudden Shkia comes. Boom. The moment Shkia comes, the next grape is called a Kavias. That next grape is forbidden until you think of Chumas and Meisers. But if you take the grape and you don't eat it, you put it on the side. Matzi Shabbos, you're allowed to continue eating that grape. What's going on? But Shabbos passed. Yes. It's no longer an eating on Shabbos. It's not that once Shabbos passes, automatically it's called a finished product. No. Like we explained, the it's the eating on Shabbos that is the Kvies. But if you're not eating on Shabbos, if you're eating on Matzi Shabbos, you could do what you want. Says the Gemara, and therefore that's the final explanation of our Mishnah, that the case is that on Shabbos, there is a Kvies. All these times, Shabbos, Chuma, Chater, selling an item is not called a kviya, says it, not like we just learned. We just finished a whole lengthy explanation that Shabbos is kviyas, and we had an opinion that says, think of the Chuma as the kviyas, says Rav Yechanan. No, I go very simple, says Rav Yechanan. Is it a complete entity or not? If it's complete, you think of Chuma Samaisis. If it's not complete, then you don't think of Chuma Samaisis. 
And now the Gemara is going to prove these four times. Shabbos, what does it mean? Shabbos, afukim in the Hillel. Like we just learned, which is also the opinion of Hillel, the Tanya, as we learned in the Brisa. Two lines from the bottom. Hamahamir, peiroiz, mimakam, lamakam, if someone gathers fruit from place to place, lixar, to cut them down. Vekadesh eleha yoyim, and all of a sudden it becomes Shabbos. Amrav Yehuda, Hillel, atzmoi, oiser. Hillel himself says, you're not allowed to use these fruit on Shabbos. What's the reason? Vekaras le Shabbos, ayin, give a chayv, take off, chumas and maisers. And therefore, Rav Yechman is arguing on Hillel. Hillel is the one that says you can't eat it. Rav Yechman says, no. Is it a complete entity? No, it's not a complete entity. I don't care that it is Shabbos right now. You're still allowed to continue eating them. Case number two is we turn over to Lamed Hey, Amid Beis, Chatzar. What's the case of Chatzar? Lafukim and Rav Yaakov. Someone is carrying, if someone is spreading out his figs in his courtyard to dry, his family is allowed to ask from them. Again, it's alright, it's not a full eating, you're allowed to do it without thinking of chums and maizers. There's no obligation of maizers. We learned the near of Yaakov, Mechayev. Yaakov says, no, once it's in your chatzar, Verav Yesi, Rav Yudah, Paiter. And Rav Yisrael says it's butter. So Rav Yaakov says, Yechayev, why? Because once it's in your chatzar. So Rav Yechman is arguing, he says, being in your chatzar itself is not a kvies. And number three, Chuma, Lafukim Medrav Eliezer, it's not Peirah Shetarman. Excuse me, Lafukim Medrav Eliezer, Rav Eliezer says, Peirah Shetarman, that you took up Chuma, before their complete entity, Rav Lazar, Eiser, Lachlamem, Arav, Echamematirin. So Rav Yechman is saying not this, Rav Yechman is saying, I don't care if you took up Chuma, if it's not a complete entity, you'll have to do what you want. And the last, and the fourth case was Mekkah. As we learned in the Mishnah, if someone buys figs from an Amaretz, in a place where most people dry out their figs and after they dry them out, they're diraced, they press them into these fig cakes. Temporarily. You let eat them temporarily and you take off Meister as Demai. That's the end of that b'risa. And this Rav Yechon is arguing on this b'risa. But the Gemara now points out, from this b'risa we see three different dinim. Shema mina t'las. Shema mina mekach ina kevas. Number one, which is why we brought down this b'risa. We see that the fact that you bought it, you bought it from Amar, it's the purchase itself is not a kavias. Even after you purchase, says this b'risa, you do not have to take off chumas and maestris. Which is what Rabbi Yechon holds. And we see that most Amaratim must take off Maisha if you don't have to. But you have to take off the Demai from an Amarat. So we have this interesting dichotomy over here. We have that Demai you have to take off, but the regular items you would not. And that is the four cases which Rabbi Yechon is disagreeing with. And now the Gemara concludes and the Gemara says that and Rav Yechon as well has said the case of a Mekach to show not like that which we learned. Excuse me. Yeah, I, I, something sounded wrong. The previous Raisa was like Rav Yechon. Let's, let's point out something interesting that just happened. I'm sorry. The first three cases Rav Yechon was not holding like Shabbos, uh, Truma, and Chatzar. The th- fourth case, when it came to Mekkah, this Brisa concurred with Rabbi Yechlan. Because this case of Mekkah said, what was the line? Let's highlight the line. The case of Mekkah said, Mekkah enoi kevas el That's exactly like Rabbi Yechlan. So this fourth case is Rabbi Yechlan's going with this Brisa. Now the Gemara shows Ulafuki Rabbi Yechlan does not hold like the Tanan, the following Mishnah. Hamachlef beirisim chaveru, if someone is switching beirus with his friends, zelo, zelo, one, they're each eating it, or they're each making it into fig cakes, 
Zelachov, Zelixois, once eating, and once being the fig cakes, Chayiv. Rav Yudaymer, Lachov, Chayiv, Lixois, Potter. That if you're eating it, it's Chayiv, but you're making the fig cakes, it's going to be Potter. So Rav Yechon is arguing on this case, because in this case, we see that once you're buying it, then there's going to be a Chayiv, which Rav Yechon says, no. Yechon says, I don't care that you purchased it, there's, no, there's still no Chayiv until it is a complete entity. And we'll just highlight one Rashi before we finish the Barak. Rashi says, it's not like we just spoke out. This is the fourth case which Rabbi Yechelen is disagreeing. Rabbi Yechelen, Amr Lael, Megach Einoi Kevav, Rabbi Yechelen, Gorm Lachlan, Asa Shmina, the Chedeshid, Dalacha Kiai, Damino Lael, Afuke Mehach, not like this Mishnah. That by Mekkah does not make it a complete entity. Maybe we should do a tremendous chazar of this fourth parak of Beta and Mirza Hashem as we move along and we should learn many, many more parakim together as we move along to the final, the final home stretch, last few days of this Mesechta, the fifth parak of Mesechta's Beta. I know it's a little bit late. Let's just get started. At least make a bit of a haschola into the new parak. Says of the Mishnah, Mashilin peiros derech aruba. You let a lower Mashilin is the word that's lower. As the Gemara will explain in one moment, you let a lower peiros fruit through a skylight beyond the vanyant. Avloy b'shabes dan and shabes. Umechasim peiros din number one. Din number two. Umechasim peiros bekilim and meyad laf. If you have fruit, you let to cover them over with a keli because it's dripping. You don't want the fruit to get ruined. You let to cover over the keli with a but the fruit with a keli so that it doesn't get tripped upon and ruined. Number two. Number three. Similarly, if I have a jug of wine or oil and it's dripping on them, I could cover it to prevent it from getting root. And number four, a drip, you let it put a clee to catch the drip. Four parts of the Mishnah. Number one, we're lowering fruit. Number two, we could cover over fruit. Number three, we could cover over jugs of wine and oil. And number four, we could cover over, we could catch a drip. Says the Gemara, honing in on the first word of the Perek, the word that said mashilin, which he translated to mean lower. Itmar of Yudav Ramazan there was a debate, what is the correct gear? So is it mashilin or mashilin? And the Gemara reports out, the one who learned the mashilin is not making a mistake. And the one who said mashilin is not making a mistake. And now the Gemara explains. It's not a mistake that the word mashilin means lower as we see in the Torah. What does the Pasuk say? I should say better, yeah, it's a Pasukin Dvarim, Ki Yishal Zizecha, that your olive tree will throw down. We see the word Yishal means to lower. We see in the Mishnah, HaShachol Vahakasl, says the Mishnah Shachlein Kasl. What is Shachlein Kasl? Shachol is Shinishmatu Yerechle. Shachol is when the, the, not the shoulder, excuse me, the hip becomes dislocated, meaning it drops down. We see the word Shachol means down. Kasl is Shachon Be'arkais of Gavoyim Echavertai, that one of the limbs is higher than the other, but again the point, the important point here is that the word shachol we see means lower dislocation, it's lowering down. So whether the gear says mashilin or mashilin, they're both correct. Now the Gemara, a bit interesting right now, says similarly, Omer mashirin, some had a gear, some, now it's it's a machlekes whether these are different gear soyas, or the Gemara is pointing out the following three words also mean lower. Mashirin, mantani mashirin lo mishtabish, mantani manshirin lo mishtabish. I think Gemara explains we can't scrub with, with the type of a soap shampoo. It pulls out. It pulls out the hair, which of course is the lowering of the hair. And therefore the word mashir means to lower. And number two, which are different type of uh, scissors that we're cutting out. You're not allowed to. You're cutting out a black hair from white hair. So the shachar is a razor and 
zug shelsa aparim is a type of scissors. Even if they came apart, to me, and they are tummy. So the word shachar is something that cuts off, it lowers it. If your clothing falls into water, you'll have to walk with them, you'll not be worried. That would turn to the Mishnah. What is a leket that which falls off when you're harvesting? Again, we see that the word noishar means that, that it falls down. These are the three words that, but Potentially could as well mean to lower. So at the end of the day, we have five words that the Mishnah could have started off with. It could have started off with Mashilin, it could have started off with Mashilin, and as well, it could have started off with Mashirin, it could have started off with Mashirin, or it could have started off with Mashirin. And we'll pick it off from tonight in Mirza Hashem tomorrow.